Hello, I'm Hannah Kaplan, and this is the WCS Wild Audio Podcast, where you'll find reported audio stories covering the latest news and newsmakers from WCS's field sites, zoos and aquarium, and their conservation partners. We've got a great show today, so let's get to it. The critically endangered Cross River Gorilla is the rarest and most elusive of Africa's four gorilla subspecies. Found exclusively in the densely forested jungles between Nigeria and Cameroon, it's thought that there are as few as 300 animals left in the wild. But despite the persistent threats of habitat loss, gene fragmentation, and poaching, there is hope, says Anaya Young Among, WCS Nigeria Director of Cross River Landscapes. Wild Audio's Hannah Kaplan has this report. Inayamimong was descending a forested slope alongside six of his colleagues when he first saw them. A group of 13 Cross River gorillas under a sweeping fig tree, sleeping off their feast of fallen fruit. The team was stunned, adrenaline, fear, and exhilaration pinning them to their spots. Then suddenly, the 400-pound, five-foot-tall silverback charged. It went absolutely crazy and just charged at us. Uh, came really close, um, went back to his family, and came back charging. It charged at us a couple of times uh, before the whole group moved away. And for everybody in that group, including myself, we were just so shocked. The feeling is almost indescribable. It, it, it was amazing. It was an experience I will never forget. And that experience has lived with me since that day. Imang was lucky to even see these elusive gorillas in the wild. It is incredibly hard to see the crossover gorillas in the wild. I've been uh, studying and working to protect these gorillas for about 20 years now and have seen them only twice. Imang's work protecting these rare animals was born out of his personal connection to environmental degradation in this region. After completing a degree in zoology and working on a study of the impacts of bushmeat on the Cross River region, Imung returned to his childhood home, a place where he had first developed his passion for nature. It was shocking, really. As a child growing up in this uh, rural community, I had the opportunity to to spend quite a lot of time in the forest, where I luckily uh, saw a lot of wildlife. When I completed that study and returned to my my village, I already could see that a lot of the forest that I saw as a child growing up was already gone, lost to agriculture, uh, timber exploitation, and other uh, human activities, and how much of the wildlife was gone as well, um, lost to bushmeat hunting and and trade. This was really an eye-opener for me. And at that point, I, I just knew that something needed to be done to save what was left of our wildlife and, and rich forest. So Imung joined the WCS Nigeria team, collaborating closely with their counterparts in WCS Cameroon to work on all aspects of wildlife conservation, soon developing a specialism in gorillas. Imung says there are many risks to gorillas here. Wire snares set for small game can kill or injure young gorillas. Another threat is habitat fragmentation the result of unsustainable farming and illegal logging in the region. As a result, small groups of gorillas are cut off from one another, meaning that gene pools are isolated and the risk of inbreeding 
often with dangerous health implications, is much more common. Habitat fragmentation impacts the crossover gorilla population if these small subpopulations become isolated, uh, then long term, uh, the, the population itself is not viable because there is no uh, gene flow between subpopulations. That's long term for the population to survive, there needs to be a gene flow between um, subpopulations. We speak about um, around 300 individuals, and you have small subpopulations numbering only 20 to 30. Uh, when isolated, you can imagine uh, that there will be consequences on the population. To address this issue of gene flow, the WCS teams here are taking a landscape approach, seeking to protect the entire transboundary region through which these gorillas move as one intact habitat. This preservation of habitat corridors is what allows gorillas to move between subpopulations, an antidote to gene fragmentation. But this is no small task, requiring policy change, intergovernmental cooperation, rangers, law enforcement, and community support. The landscape uh, where these gorillas live um, has some of the highest human population densities in, in Africa. And especially on the Cameroon side, you have you still have um, areas that are not under protection. We work with uh, local communities, with local farmers to, to improve the sustainability of, of farming and work with women groups, for example, to improve the sustainability of um, um, non-timber forest products extraction. All of these things we're doing uh, to help address uh, these threats. We're doing a lot of education campaigns in schools, in communities. One such education campaign is My Gorilla, My Community. My Gorilla, My Community is a serialized radio program, half entertainment, half education that weaves important conservation messages into a soap opera style storyline. The rangers complain that the youth are no longer supporting them in policing the forest. In fact, they are almost sure that some of them have even joined the loggers. I need you to remember that Ichi is a special animal only found in Boda and nowhere else. Mm -hmm. The gods have a reason why they gave them to us. So my elders, we must celebrate them. Bam. This program has become very popular um, in many of the communities in the landscape where we work. Ultimately, says Emang, the goal is not only to change attitudes and behaviors, but to also give communities the resources to be advocates for their own forests and biodiversity. And Emang says he's optimistic about the changes he's seen. Uh, levels of awareness are increasing just based on the current levels of awareness uh, in communities and, and other stakeholders, that gives me hope uh, that the future um, might be bright for, for these gorillas. We need support from, from everybody, from governments, from donors, from local communities, to achieve um, the goals that we have for the crossover gorilla population. To illustrate, Imung mentions the story of a young male gorilla that ventured outside of a protected sanctuary close to local communities. In the past, uh, this young gorilla would, might have been shot and killed, but the leaders of the communities uh, made sure nobody harmed this gorilla. Instead, local leaders reached out to WCS and the Cross River State Forestry Commission to help herd the animal back into the sanctuary. And this is thanks to all of the education and awareness work that WCS is leading in the region. 
attitudes are beginning to change. Attitudes towards gorillas and their habitat and behaviors as well are beginning to change. I think this is um, a really powerful story that has come out of all the conservation work that we've been doing here. For WCS Wild Audio, I'm Hannah Kaplan. Today's episode was produced and reported by Hannah Kaplan with help from Dan Rosen and Nat Moss. The WCS Wild Audio podcast is a production of the Wildlife Conservation Society. Please join us next week for a new episode, and don't forget to rate or review the show wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.